Welcome to the Josh Scanlon Podcast. This episode first appeared as a video on my YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash heritage wealth planning. I hope you find it informative. Thanks. Ooh, lots of controversy on my social security mistake that I did video that I did yesterday. Don't make this $435,000 social security mistake. The controversy basically comes in in the life expectancy stuff. And I actually knew that there were going to be a lot of people uh, negative on uh, my recommendation to take social security later. I get that. I watched Devin Carroll and he did one similar to that and he got hammered. I just, I, I chuckle at that. Uh, but the, 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 the odd thing was, is that the people challenging the life expectancy, it's, it's just, man, I, I just don't get it. I, and I just, you know, a couple of people I actually, I respect. I'm like, I don't get how you're not seeing this. So the issue is some guy on YouTube uh, did a video, I guess I haven't watched it. And he challenged the orthodox, I guess, uh, from financial planners saying that if you work until 70, you have a longer life expectancy than if you retire at 62. All right. And see if a financial planner is saying that it's just silly because saying someone who's working until 70 is going to live longer than someone who retired at 62 is not a comparative apples to apples at all you would have to say if you worked until 70 or if you I don't know, jumped out of brit off a bridge and until 70 or if you did anything until 70 the reason your life expectancy is longer is because you survived until you're 70. how you got there unless you're doing stupid stuff is irrelevant the issue is that you did get there. That's what makes the life expectancy at 70 longer. The work isn't what gives you the longer life expectancy. It's the fact that you did not die at 62 or 63 or 69. You lived. And so when it comes down to it, all that matters for someone who is 70 or 62 or at any age is you take a, a population of a million people how, or 100,000 people. How many of them are going to die at X? How many of them are going to die at Y? But Josh, you're not using the people who died at 58 or 56 because it doesn't matter because they died. It's almost Darwinistic, actually. You say survival of the fittest. The weaker died off. And I don't believe that, but just you can kind of get the gist of it. You say the weaker died off, the stronger are still here, the stronger are more likely to survive longer because they're stronger. It's just all there is to it. Now, I don't believe truly that someone who died in a car crash at 63 is weaker than someone who's on diabetes medicine at 70 years old is using a cane. But you get the gist of it is that once you survive to a certain age, you're more likely to survive the falling year too. Why? Because the other people are dead. It's that simple. And then I hear all the time, well, 78.6 is the life expectancy for America. Oh, my goodness. I can't. I just, for the love of me, man, I've said this a million times a Sunday. That's for a new baby born today. That's for a baby born today. It has nothing to do with you because you're not a new baby. It has to do with that new child being born. What's the likelihood, the life expectancy of a new child being born today? And I'll share with you something here. We'll show you why that is irrelevant when it comes to you. All right. So let me show you something. So I got a guy who uh, put on a, it's actually interesting. He said, <laughs> On the YouTube quote, all right, we're going to talk a couple things, but anyway, we'll start with this guy. He said, hey, the only reason the life expectancy is 80 is uh, this is a 62-year-old person, all right? So we're using someone 62, and we're going to assume a life expectancy of 80. It's actually not 80. It's longer than that, but we'll just use that for an example. He said, the only reason the life expectancy is 80 is because if you take 9 million people, and he just, he's using this number, 6 million will die at 70, 3 million will die at 100. And thus their average on basically the 3 million who live to 100 are skewing the life expectancies 
uh, for the rest of the population as a whole. And you're like, okay, that's, that's a, seductive, and I'm going to show you why it's silly. So 9 million people are all going to live for another eight years. So that's going to be total 9 million times eight years is 72 million years. All right. That's what they're going to look at. Now, 3 million people are going to live for 30 years. So 9 million people are going to live until they're 70. All right. Three million of which 6 million people will die off. Then they'll just, I don't know, they'll freaking watch Tom Brady throw an interception in the Super Bowl and they'll all just, just die of a heart attack. 3 million people will be Eagles fans or something like that. And they'll say, oh, that's great. And they're so happy they're going to live for another 30 years. All right, so 9 million people live 8 years. That's 72 million years left. 3 million people live 30 years. That's 90 million years left. That's 162 million years left to live total. Divide that by the total population of 9 million. And your average life is 18 years. So you say if you're 62 years old, your average life expectancy is 80, even though two-thirds of you will die at 70. Even So the average life expectancy is 80, but two-thirds of you are going to die at 70. And that seems funny. You're like, okay. All right, let's look at it from the context of the life insurance, shall we? All right, so let's just do something real quick. We're going to say we have, I did a quote on, I think a select quote, I can't remember. $250,000 death benefit, all right? We have a 62-year-old male, and we're going to have a premium of $132 a month for a 20-year term. All right, so remember, 18 is the average life expectancy, so we're going to survive that by two years. This life insurance will see us through until we're 82 years old. And if this guy was right then, um, then the insurance company is going to be in a world of hurt. And I'll show you why, because they're going to have to pay out significantly on uh on two-thirds of the population so if they're only charging 132 dollars a month and two-thirds of the population dies within year eight on a 20-year term that's a bad place for life insurance company so let's take this let's let's run this as it is so we're going to take i don't know we'll just take uh nine nine thousand people for simplicity we got nine thousand people all right so let's uh let's go down here nine thousand people are going to pay 132 dollars a month for 12 months so that's going to be nine thousand are going to pay 132 a month for 12 months are going to pay uh, 1584 they're going to pay a thousand five hundred and eighty four dollars in premiums all right so let's find out what this is going to be here so we got to get my trusty splinty so we're going to do equals this times that so they're going to pay in total what's that uh one two three Four, was that 14 million in the premiums? Is that right? 14 million? It looks like it. So let's just do, uh, I think it's 14 million. One, two, three, one. Yeah, four, 14 million in premiums. They're going to pay 14 million in premiums. Now, 6,000 of those 9,000 people died at 70 years old, and they're each going to get $250,000 of life insurance payouts. So what will that, what will that mean? We're going to have to pay out uh, I don't even know what that is. That's a hell of a lot more than 14 million. What's that? 1.5 billion. So we got 6,000 people times $250,000. Uh, that's uh, $1.5 billion in, in death benefit they got to pay out. And they've only made 14 million in premiums. Now, the other 3,000 left will pay uh, 1584 for how many years, though? Uh, they're going to pay 1584 because we got for 12 more years, right? Because it's at seven years old. We got 20 year term. Uh, yeah, 12 more years. So they're going to pay 1584 times 12. Oops, 
1584 times 12 is a night they're gonna each pay $19,000 in premiums over the next 12 years $19,000 and so 3,000 left are gonna pay 19,000 total in premiums not a year but 19,000 total so they're gonna pay another what's that 19,000 times 3,000 they're gonna pay another 57 million in uh, life insurance. So what we can do is we can say, if, if this guy is correct, the guy on YouTube, which he is absolutely not, but if he were, we're gonna sum this and we're gonna sum that. Oops, sum, actually I should, uh, just get rid of this. We're gonna sum that. Ah! We're gonna, how do I do that? Just, okay, either way, we're gonna, let's tell you what. Anyway, it's gonna be uh, 57 million plus 14 million is 71 million all right so we're gonna have 71 million dollars in total premium paid and we're gonna have 1.5 billion in death benefit paid out ain't gonna work no life insurance company is gonna be uh, able to survive that long now i can hear the naysayers but josh you're assuming that everyone qualifies okay well let's <laughs> i mean let's say half of them don't get insured all right, so now half of them don't get insured. We'll just say half of those people, the people die early. All right, so we're only going to say three million. All right, so even that, you got seven, what's that? Three million paid out, or three, uh, three hundred, three thousand paid out $253,000. So here we got $750 million of death benefit to pay out, and we only have $71 million of premiums to receive. Actually, it would be less than that because... Yeah, three, three thousand of these nine thousand did not even get. Actually, well, let's just do it. We'll show you. It's going to be nine million here, fifty-seven million there. So that's uh, you know, sixty-three million total. Right, either way, you're not going to get. You're not getting anywhere near the level of premiums to pay out the death benefit. So this idea here that these three million people live to a hundred, which brings up the life expectancy of nine million people. Uh, for it to 80 is just simple silliness because look at the life insurance company. No life insurance companies could survive. And again, I'm saying at the end of the day, we'll say 3 million of the 9 million people didn't get qualified because they were too sick. All right. So they didn't get any life insurance at all. And even then you're still got to come up with $750 million of death benefit in eight years. So it's just, it's just it's silly. I mean, come on. All right, so let's take a look at the Society of Actuary Tables. I love this. Man, this is one of the best charts ever because the life expectancy is, I mean, I'm telling you, people get it wrong. All right, so here in 1900, the age of death at, in 1900, the life expectancy, as you can see, at birth, at birth is what? Is about, uh, let's see here. Uh, oops, I want to go, yeah, 1900. It's about 48 years old. So let's see right here. And look at this. The re so basically what's happening, let's just read this. Out of a typical group of 100,000 people who died, uh, the height of the blue shape is the number of them who died at a given age. For example, in 1900, a little over 13% of deaths were infants who died in the first year. That means a little over 13,000 out of every 100,000 people who died were infants. And this is the infant mortality. All right, so your life expectancy as an infant, as a newborn, was only 48 because there's a high probability, not probability, but there's a significantly higher chance that you were going to die as a newborn than if you survived until you're eight. All right, and that's, that's just crazy. Now, look at this. You can see the population steadily dies off more and more until we hit the peak here, and that's about 72 years old. So at 72 years old, 
about uh, of a hundred thousand people who died. Yeah, it was about uh, two thousand. A little about seventeen hundred fifty were at the age of seventy, roughly seventy-two years old. So again, if you survived infancy and you lived until the age of uh, of forty, your life expectancy was sixty-eight. If you lived until the age of 65, your life expectancy was about 78, and that's in 1900. Because again, the life expectancy of a newborn is what caused the life expectancy for the society at large to be skewed to look like people were dying a whole lot sooner than they were. Take away those newborns, though. In fact, if you could survive until you're 65, you had a similar life expectancy than a newborn today. So let's keep going down. All right, so here, um, let's see if there's anything else I want to talk about. This, I'm telling you, this is so critical. Another example, out of every, uh, of every 100,000 people who died in 1900, about 500 were the age of 20. So again, not likely for you to die if you're uh, the age of 20. Even at 62 years old, not likely for you to die. I mean, look at that, 62 years old, out of every 100,000 people who died, only well, I mean, it's less than a 1,500 or 62. I mean, it's, it's crazy, man. Look at that, 20. 500 people, of every 100,000 people died, 500 were age of 20. Question to the audience. Out of every 100,000 deaths in 1900, how many were 55 years old? And we see 55-year-old were about 1,000, roughly 1,000. So if you survived at 50 uh, and you took a population of 100,000, not very many of you were going to die at 55 years old. So the graph shows us the deaths in a given year were distributed across a population. Observations. At birth, life expectancy was age 48, the first spike right here. When you read or hear about life expectancy in the media, life expectancy at birth is what they're usually quoting. However, almost a quarter of the population died before the age of 22. So if you could survive beyond the age of 22, you're, you're going to live a long time. For people who survived until the age of 40, life expectancy was uh, 68. In our 21st century perspective, for pension plans, this is a much more meaningful age to measure from because most pension plans, most participants younger than age 40 change jobs before reaching retirement age. For those who survived until 65, life expectancy was 77. However, the most common age of death was 72. The most common age of death in the 1900 was 72. All right, so keep that in the back of your mind when you're starting. That's in 1900. The most common age of death was 72. So keep that in the back of your mind as you're sitting there thinking your life expectancy is only 70 or 78. So let's go down to 1910. Let's go to 1920. Same thing here. Uh, we can see if we if we survived until we were 65. You can still a lot younger people are dying, but fewer children. Uh, still a lot of young people because the infant mortality, but water can keep going down. And you can see here that now we got more and more people older. So as you can see, this mountain is being pushed longer. All right, so watch. We go 1910, 1900, 1910, 1920. See what's going on here? Less and less people are dying here. And it's the, the most amount of people who are dying is slowly getting pushed out. So the, mat, the most were about 71 years old. Of all the people who died, the most were about 71 years old. Uh, still a lot of people dying in infants, newborns. And here we go in 1930. Again, if you survived until you're 65, your life expectancy was still about 77 years old. 
so a lot of a lot of younger people are dying, but fewer still a significant amount, as you can see here. Still, the shape of the mountain after the Middle Age isn't changing much, nor is it moving much to the right. It's just getting a little taller, but the first two spikes are inching a little closer together, which means those folks who survived until they're 40 uh, survived, uh, lived, so had a life expectancy of another 30 years, and those folks who survived until they're 65 had a life expectancy of about another 14 years or so. Uh, but at the newborns now, the life expectancy was 60. Remember, it's 48 before. So I find this incredibly interesting. The most common age of death was 75 now. In eight, 1930, the most common age of death was 75. And whereas in 1900, um, the most common age of death, what was it, 67 of that was? Um, most common, uh, 72. All right, so let's keep going down. I love this stuff, man. 1940, same thing. Let's go to 1960. All right, so 1960, look, the infant mortality tables are dropping dramatically. Uh, the mountain, this is the first time the mountain starts to shift to the right. Uh, also for the first time, the peak to the right of the third spike for those who made it to age of 65. Uh, also for the first time, the peak is to the right of the, okay, so basically if this is the first time, if you made it to 65, your life expectancy actually improved from the previous five uh, decades. Uh, birth life expectancy is now 70, at 40 life expectancy and now 74, and at 65 life expectancy was still 79, but it is moving out. The most common age of death though was 80, so the most common age of death was actually beyond the life expectancies of all these groups at newborns 40 years old or uh or uh 65 interesting huh so the most common age of death was actually beyond the life expectancy all right so let's go down to 1980 the mountain's still moving to the right and up means less and less people are dying earlier so you can see here the life expectancy for infants is dropping uh or the the infant mortality is dropping like a brick in water uh life expectancy now is 74 for uh, uh let me go back and this is a uh, life expectancy now for an infant uh, is 74. Life expectancy for a 40-year-old is 77. But life expectancy for someone who survived until they're 65 is now 81. The most common age of death is 83. So the life expectancies are growing for someone who's uh, alive today at 65. Is, in this day, 1980 is growing. And yet the most people who die, if all the people die, the most of them are beyond the life expectancy. I find that very interesting. We'll go to 2000. So here, over the last 100 years, mortality has changed dramatically. The foothills have all but disappeared. Look, infant mortality has basically has been driven behind now. Uh, and the mountain has shifted to the right and grown a lot taller. Uh, at birth, life expectancy is 79. At 40, life expectancy is 79, or 77 at birth, 79 for the people who live to 40. Uh, life expectancy, if you survive until you're 65, is still 82. Uh, so still significantly, but then the most common age of death is 85 here. So basically, was at 3,250, 3,000 of 100,000 deaths, 3,250 are people who are at the age of 85. And you can see, not many people die until right about 60 years old, then it grows and grows and grows and grows, but that is still the life expectancy. Isn't that interesting? The average age that you will die. If, uh, if you're 65 years old, and this is 2000, was 83. All right, let's keep going. I think we got 2000, and uh, no, this is just a summary. So what you'll see here, I love this. Look at that. That's the infant mortality. It's dropped like that crazy. Here is the most common age of death, top, top, top. As you can see, it pushed to the right. Here's the life expectancies. It's just fantastic. It's, it's, it's incredible, actually. 
And the whole point about that is you are, um, and here's a, I, I never like these kind of charts, but you're living longer. It's not because 3 million of the 9 million people are skewing the numbers. It's because everybody is living longer, A, and if you can survive until an older life, you're more, a year, you're more likely to live longer. It's just that stuff has nothing to do with what happened to other people before you. It just has to do, we take a million people at the age of 62, how many of those people are going to survive until they're 70, 75, 80? All right, let's see. I think there's the age of death. Let's see here. We got tons of stuff here. I think we just did that, didn't we? Yeah. Um, this, uh, the Society of Actuary stuff. All right, so let's go to Vanguard thing here real quick. I, I want to show you this too, because this is, I think this uh, we'll put a bow on this and wrap this up. Uh, thanks to healthier life. Okay, so a male, a 65-year-old man has a 41% chance of living till he's 85 and a 20% chance of living till he's 90, all right? So you might be a 65-year-old man today and say, um, <sighs> of those 9 million people that guy used, 66% were presumably going to die at 70. And yet the numbers from the Society of Actuaries, and this is from the table from 2000. This is a what I just showed you, the 2000 Society of Actuaries. It's significantly longer now. A 65-year-old man right now, 41% chance he'll live until he's 95, 85. All right? Now, what that other guy was saying was of that 65 or 60, I don't even care. 66% of them would die within the next eight years. And that's simply not the case. I mean, look at this. So look, I'm using Vanguard. My name is John. I'm, let's go back to 62. I'm 62 years old. I want to know the probability of me living for another 21, 20 years until I'm 80, until I'm 82. So I hit calculate and Vanguard says it's more than half. All right. So me, for me specifically, the following interactive example is designed to estimate the probability of living to a specific age. You may enter your current age alone, or you can enter you and your spouse's age, or whatever you want to do. But this is John. What's John's likelihood to live until he's, uh, in this case, 82 years old? If he's 62, it's, the answer is it's 53%. That's what his likelihood is. Now let's move John to 70. What's the likelihood of living him living till he's 82? I have no idea. Let's check it out. Uh, oops, until he's 82, it should be 12 there. Let's see what we got. It's 59%. Why? Because he survived until he's 70. He did not die from 62 till 70. He survived that time. So John now, as 70 years old, has a 59% chance of living until he's 82. John, as 62 years old, has a, oops, I keep doing that. as a 53% chance of living until he's 82. And we can just simply say John has 75. He's going to live another, what's that, eight years. What's the likelihood of him living until he's 82? It's 63%. So the longer you live, the more likely you are to survive until a certain year. Uh, that's just, it's just it's, I can't, I don't know how else I can explain this. I just, you got to be careful on these life expectancy people. I, I agree with the guy who said, Working until 70 isn't what increases your life expectancy. I completely agree with that. It has nothing to do with working until you're 70. It simply has to do with that. You survived until you're 70. And this is a society of actuaries. This is what pensions, this is what social security, this is what life insurance. I gave you the quotes on the life insurance companies. If they, I, I, I hate to say it. 
if life insurance companies were that stupid, they'd all be dead. And in fact, the interesting thing is life insurance are among the most safe entities out there because it's all based on basic math. They're saying of every Josh Scanlon out there times by a million, how many Josh Scanlons are going to die at this age? How many are going to die at that age? How many are going to die at that age? Yes, they don't have to underwrite everyone. They don't have to approve everyone. I get that. But I just showed you, though, what the amount of money that's at stake here is nuts if they screw that up and they, they're just they don't going to screw it up because they simply can't afford the death benefits that they're on the hook for they can't and then you got the credit rating agent or the credit the moody's the life insurance and best all these guys are rating these guys again actuaries mathematicians then you got the government agencies all this stuff that's just ah man you get your life expectancy correct now you might say josh I'm not in good health well then take social security early i don't care if you're not in good health that's fine that's fine but don't say, look, there's no way I'm living until I'm 77. It's all fraud. It's just, you got to come up with something better. And the evidence that the people are using was weak, man. It was weak. It really is. It just, uh, it's kind of like, it's kind of like retirement crisis. It's the same kind of stuff. The evidence is just not there. It's not there. It's anecdotal, well, tons of anecdotal evidence, but I want to see the actual evidence that says the likelihood of you dying at 70, as of, if you're 62 today as opposed to you dying at 80 if you're 62 today. It's not it's not the same as a newborn today. It's just not, as I just showed you. Now, I hope this helps, man. I mean, I, it shouldn't really be this controversial, but uh, look, to each his own. If you want to file for Social Security early, I'm not yelling at you. I don't care, but I think you're making a mistake. Most of you, not all of you. I talked about some reasons why some people shouldn't, but most of you are, and I, I hope you reconsider because uh, you're going to be around for a lot longer than I think what a lot of people are. And if you are, it's going to be better to have that extra $435,000 than not. All right, we'll see you next time.